0: You're listening to the Business Essentials Daily Summer Series, the best episodes of 2021. Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. You don't have to be a dyed-in-the-wool footy fan to appreciate just how hard the role of coach or umpire is at elite AFL level. But leading in the world of business isn't for the faint-hearted either with hard-won lessons to be learned from a life in footy. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Coaching and umpiring at AFL level is cutthroat for sure, but it would also give you unusual perspectives on the art of finding and nurturing talent, of making the tough calls when things don't work out, of the values of discipline, fairness, and empathy, and what it takes to be not a good leader, but a great leader. Just ask the Geish. Jeff Geishin is a former AFL player, coach, and the longest serving umpire manager in the history of the game. He's coached teams from wooden spoon to premiership winners. He's turned poor performers into stars. And during his long AFL association, he's learned what leadership really means. And these days, he's taking his lessons to the world of business. So what is it about leadership in sport that translates so well to business? Jeff Geeschen offers his perspective
1: on it all to Heather Dawson. I think there's a lot of crossovers between sport and business around leadership. I think the key thing in uh, sport regarding leadership is you need a purpose, you need a direction, you need something to aim for. And that's where good leaders come into play, good leaders clarify the roles of their people, good leaders give direction, because without that direction and without that clarity of what we're doing, it becomes chaotic. So good leaders really stand up. And as I say, they define roles, they clarify roles, and they make it simple for people to follow and do what you've got to do. And in sport, particularly team sports, where you've got a lot of people performing together to try and get a result. You need a synergy and a harmony about how you go about your business. And great leaders help to find that synergy and harmony by giving direction, giving purpose, and clarifying things to make it simple for everybody. Do you think leaders
2: or you know captains of the team or the managers or, or owners in business to what extent do they need to be team players or is it better for them to stay above the fray in order to be able to offer oversight and control
1: Look it's a good question because from time to time leaders need to be a little bit above the day-to-day things that are going on around the business or as a coach the ins and outs of what's happening with every little thing behind the scene that they possibly don't need to know about but my personal belief is that uh, leaders need to be a good team player and by being a great team player you develop great relationships and one of the best things a leader can do is try and develop strong and healthy relationships with all his staff or all his players or all the people that work for him so that you know when you have to have a tough conversation or When you, you know, need to direct or when you need to criticise or correct, that relationship makes it a little bit easier. So certainly I believe you need to be a good team player to be a good leader.
2: Okay. Now in sport, what is it about certain players, but not others, that lead them to leadership roles? Is it a natural ability, their attitude or something something
1: else? What do you think? Look, it can be a combination of things as you said, you know, often Players' actions, the way they play, makes them a great leader. People just follow their actions, follow the way that they lead. You know, you can often tell very quickly which players or which staff have those attributes that you need to become good leaders. So some just evolve and some uh, take a little bit of time to grow into it. But uh, clearly, it's the actions, it's how you perform, it's what you do and how you go about it that defines you as a leader
2: in your experience, do you spot those players, those people early?
1: Good leaders jump out at you straight away. You can see it, you can feel it, you can tell by how they go about their business and and you can identify them straight away. But having said that, there are some that sit back a little bit, they're a little bit quiet, they're a bit shy, they're not an extrovert, they may lack a little bit of confidence, but they have skills and they have ability that haven't really shone through from a leadership perspective. And often those people take a little bit of time to shine. But you see on a regular basis, you see what they do on a regular basis in terms of the consistency of performance, uh, the way they live the values of the organization, the way they go about their business. So Whilst it mightn't shine out straight away, eventually it will work its way through. And when you see, you know, that potential for leadership, you grow it. You let it take off. You give them responsibility. You put them in positions and areas that uh, they can show their traits to the others. So, it's a bit of both. Yes, some leaders stand out as soon as you walk into a place. Others take a little bit of time to nurture, and they'll come through eventually once their confidence grows and they feel a trust and. A a total involvement in what you're doing.
2: Now, Jeff, umpiring's been a big part of your career, Mm. and that's a tough job too. Mm. Is that all about making sure players stick to the rules and making sure fairness is applied? And is there a message for business leaders there too?
1: Well, I learned a lot out of umpiring. You know, I coached football for a long time. I was a school teacher, and I had other leadership roles. But I learned a lot out of umpiring and. The thing I learned there was there was a couple of factors that had to come to the fore all the time. Integrity was the biggest thing. When you're dealing in a sport where there's so many people so passionate about it, and particularly at the elite level, the AFL level, where the stakes are really high, where there's gambling on football, where there's a lot of money invested by sponsors and people involved in the sport, the integrity of what you do from an umpiring perspective is just paramount. And of course, with integrity comes honesty. You know, we all make mistakes, every person in life, no matter what you do, and uh, particularly with umpires and footballers or, or sports people, they make mistakes all the time. We encouraged our umpires to take ownership for your mistakes. Don't see your mistakes as a total failure. You know, mistakes is a bit of an opportunity to learn and get better and perform better in the future. But by and large, that integrity side of things is imperative. And the other thing that we always preached was we wanted the game to be played in a fair In a safe manner. And I think you can nearly transfer that to business. You know, as a manager or as a leader or CEO in your business, if you have fairness as one of your cornerstones of how you go about your business, people see that. If you treat everybody the same and that sameness is fairness, people respect that. And the other thing is safe. We want the players on the ground to feel safe. And that's what the rules are there to do, to protect their head, to protect their backs, to protect you know, their knees with the sliding in and what have you. So you know, if there's integrity, if there's fairness, and you make sure the environment you create is safe, you go a long way to being successful. And Those are the things in umpiring that I thought, gee, in business, they can be clearly transferred across to ensure your business stays strong and viable.
0: Mazars is an international audit, tax and advisory firm committed to helping clients confidently build and grow their businesses. Experience a new perspective with Mazars. Visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z. But
2: leadership in sport or business requires making tough calls, Mm. doesn't it? I mean, Mm. if the player's not really making the grade, sometimes you have to make the tough call to let them go. How tough do you need to be as a leader, do you think?
1: You've certainly got to be strong. Yeah, I suppose the word tough is there as well. You've got to be ruthless at times. But, you know, I think as a leader too, we've got to have empathy. We've got to understand the people that uh, are working for us and you've got to understand what might be going on behind the scenes, why they might not be performing. You delve into the reasons. And then you try and build up or encourage, support, grow, help, assist, do what you can to help that person get better. And if over a period of time you've done all those things and you've tried to support and help a person to get better, of course, there comes a time when you've got to make decisions on performance. At the AFL, we had a system whereby it was basically 10% of our people will let go on a yearly basis. And I guess when you, you know, in my area, the umpiring department, we had 400 people. That was all the umpires all the people that supported them, you know, whether it be physios, masseurs, trainers. Then we had all our observers who watched the games, our coaches. Then we had our interchange stewards, timekeepers. So it was all performance-based. All our people every week went out and had to perform. And if they didn't perform to the very lofty levels that the AFL expected, we were expected to turn them over at my level. and And that was roughly that 10% that I spoke about. So every year... In October, November, I had to turn over approximately 40 people. And it's never easy. It is never easy. But that is why you need to keep really good documentation. That is why you need to have a really strong performance management policy. That is why people need to know their roles, be really clear about what's expected. People need to know the standards and the values of the organisations because at the end of the day, if they don't meet those and you're clear about what's expected, those people probably know where they sit in the organisation. They would know that they may be in the bottom 10% of the performance. And look, if you don't have turnover you don't grow. So through turnover, we provide opportunity for new people, people to come in and and show us what their talent is and for those people to grow and maybe go past that bottom 10% in your organisation. But having said that, it's never easy.
2: Well, Jeff, I'd like to put to you some quotes that you mentioned recently at a young leaders group that you were talking to, Hmm. starting with the relentless pursuit of improvement. What does that mean?
1: Well, I guess I'm relating it to coaching at the AFL level and managing the umpires at the AFL level. We couldn't be just going along. We had to keep looking to get better. And as I said, we had those performance standards. And if people didn't meet those, well, it didn't work out and they were let go. So on a daily basis, when the umpires came to training and my staff were doing what they were doing, we encouraged them to get better. Come to work, come to training, come to matches to try and improve your performance. Don't come along and think, you know, we just travel along and the world's a nice rosy place where everything's fine. It doesn't cut it. Well,
2: you actually say, Jeff, that good is the enemy of great. Yes. It gets in the way of it, does it?
1: Well, I think it does. If we want to be great, we've got to change that mindset away from just being okay and being good. We've got to have that mindset of wanting to be great. And what does that look like? What does it take to be great? You know, what behaviors do we have to change? What things do we need to do to take us from, you know, being that good and okay to that great level? And and often it requires a lot of hard work. It requires change. It doesn't require massive change. It requires incremental change, little changes. It's amazing what little changes over a period of time can do to take you from being good to great. So, yeah, OK doesn't cut it by me.
0: That was former AFL player, coach and national umpire manager, now leadership consultant, Jeff Geeschen. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. Executive producer is Heather Dawson. Producers are Nick Schilberger, Chris Ashmore... And myself. Technical production by Pete Letts and Belinda Trimboli. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more B Daily next week. Sound cocktail. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S.com.au.